0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Podcast with myself, your host, Janaysa Staples. And today we have a very special guest on. Her name is Annie LeBaire. And she used to be human sex trafficked, and she shares her story on how Jesus has saved her life. She has a very interesting story. She is helping others through her nonprofit, um, Hookers for Jesus, and she'll give you information on how you can help them save other women that are in the same kind of situation that she has been in. So I hope you enjoy. Let's get started.
1: I'm Annie Lobert, and I am the founder of hookers for Jesus and the destiny house. And I've been doing trafficking work because I'm formerly trafficked myself for the past 17 years. And I'm also an author. And I also have my own like real TV talk show and a podcast, which is fun. And I'm married to a man named Oz Fox. And I love my life because I love helping people.
0: That's awesome. So what really attracted me to you was hookers for Jesus, which is an organization that helps, um, people that are in this sex, human, human are being sex trafficked right now. Right. So can you tell yes. us a little bit about, um, hookers for Jesus?
1: So hookers for Jesus is an organization that's a nonprofit and I started it in about 2005 officially filed in 2007 for the nonprofit, but I started doing an outreach. I live in Las Vegas and outreach. What I mean by that is I went on the strip, the Las Vegas strip because I used to be a call girl that was sex trafficked and I had two different pimps. So when I got radically, radically transformed by Jesus on August 2nd, 2003, I started, of course, healing and I was so happy. And like all the dots of my life that were just thrown upside down and hurricaned out and tornadoed out and stormed out were all connected and everything made sense. And so I figured. That man, if I could have this much clarity and peace in my life and finally feel like I'm going to be okay, my friends need to know about this. Like, this this is incredible. So, that's when I started doing outreach. And what I mean by that is, I was going down to the casinos, sitting at the bars, going up and down the elevators where ladies were going to turn tricks, which they were selling their bodies. And they all, most of my friends had traffickers they all had pimps. So I was there to give them my number to tell them, Hey, listen, I got out of this. And I believe if you leave your trafficker and leave your situation, you're going to heal and you're going to get out of it too. And your life is going to be 100, 200% better. So that was my whole meaning of starting it because I really wanted to, to share the love and the peace and the fulfillment and wholeness that I was experiencing as a woman because I had never felt that peace before in my life. When Jesus finally you know, realized that, I mean, I finally realized Jesus was like the center of my life. That's when everything changed. And that was August 2nd, 2003. Now I knew Jesus before. Like I literally went to Sunday school. I was a Lutheran. I was confirmed a Lutheran when I was 13 or 14, but I didn't have that very one-on-one personal, like friendship, trust, uh, conversation with him. Like I had the day on August 2nd, 2003, when I overdosed. So as some people, I don't like to use Christianese, but, and that's the language of Christians. Sometimes they all say the same things they puppet each other. It's kind of like disgusting sometimes because it's like, dude, can you think of something better to say than that? It sounds so like rehearsed. In other words, a relationship, (laughs) you know, a one-on-one relationship with Jesus. Like that's like, I hear a lot of people say that, but that's what it was. If I could describe it, it it was literally like I, I found a piece of me that was missing and it was him. It was Christ and his love and his forgiveness and redemption and his newness of life and his, peace and his strength and the faith he put inside of me and the wisdom oh my gosh the wisdom of god just downloaded anyway this is a long answer for your question but so yeah hookersforjesus.net that's our website it means fish hook it means fish net so uh, it's based on Matthew 4:19 i will teach you how to fish for people um, the first four disciples were Fisherman. So, why wouldn't I name it that? And besides, when I was in the game, and that's what a lot of ladies call it, uh, my trafficker would call me a hoe. Men would call me a whore, a slut, a bee. I mean, you can fill in the blank. And the police officers, same thing. And so I decided to slap the devil, Satan, back in his face with a SmackDown called. Hookers for Jesus. <laughs> I love Y'all that. Y'all want to call me a hooker? Let's freaking go. Okay. Y'all call me a hoe? Let's bring it on then. Then I'm a hoe for Jesus. Okay. But it literally doesn't mean like whore. It literally means fish hook, right? Hookers for Jesus. So it's a clean name. I basically clean the name up, right? I mean, here's the thing hooker's original meaning. As far as prostitution and trafficking, it, it goes so far back. Like They blame it on the general Mr. Hooker. They blame it. There's this really like story that I found on the internet that I cannot find anywhere, but I'm, I swear I'm going to find it again one day. But there was this street in New York where the sailors would – the girls would walk, the ladies that were working the ladies that were being trafficked because most women that are selling themselves, or I should say boys, girls could be trend, transgender. It could be males, right? Mm-hmm. Dressed as women or vice versa, whatever. They are being trafficked. A lot of them are being controlled by someone taking their money, controlling their every move and using romance and love to control them, puppeteering them. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or food and, and, and the need for protection, whatever else it would be while they're working, to uh, make them feel like they're worth something, right? Because when you're selling yourselves, honestly, to be real with you, you really don't have a great opinion of yourself. Some ladies will lie and tell you, this gives me confidence. Well, it gave me confidence too in the beginning till I really looked in the mirror and realized, yo, girl, you shouldn't be letting all these people touch you like that because it made me feel some type of way. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, um, Janessa, it made me feel like I was dirty, but after you let it happen so many times you, you totally like push that feeling away. Like you, you make yourself feel strong, empowered. I'm a sex goddess and I'm this and I'm that and I'm beautiful and I'm a woman hear me roar. But really it's just a facade. Because inside you're dying inside. You're trying to compensate. So, you know, hookers for Jesus is basically slapping the devil in his face. Like I said, and it's just taking that name that he meant for harm. So anyway, that, that street, oh my gosh, I totally went down a rabbit trail. That street that I was talking about in New York city. So the sailors would pull up their boats or whatever, or they get off the boat and the girls would be waiting for them because they knew the sailors hadn't had sex for a long time and they were porting or whatever. And they were, you know, doing their stay or whatever, two weeks here, you know, four days there when they used to, cause they're sailors. Right. So there was this one part of the street that it was shaped like a hook. So they started calling them hookers. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Right. Oh, yeah. let me blow your mind on this one. Ready? So I looked up the name Hooker and even though this was years later and this one name popped up, uh, it's H-O-E-K-E-R, I believe, Hooker. And it's it's from Holland and it's a boat. It's a clipper boat and it's a fishing boat. And it's literally like, I don't know if it's the same size as the ships in Galilee when Jesus was with the disciples on the, on the stormy waters and, you know, telling them to throw their nets down. There's the big haul you can catch, right? But the clipper boat is uh, a fishing boat. So I say to a lot of people and they say, well, why do you call it hookers for Jesus? Well, I mean, we're literally a boat for people that are drowning in the sex trafficking dark water storm that's happening. And if you want out, we will come haul you out of that water with a hook or a net. Bring it on. We pull you in, and then we take that rowboat and we row it to the shore and we get you to safety. And we give you food, clothing, mental health, you know, animal therapy, whatever it takes. We give you love of Christ. Obviously, that's one of our main ingredients for what we do. And we help you heal and become whole again. Or if you never were whole in the, face, which, If you don't know God and his plan for your life, usually you're not a whole person, right? People think they are, but they're missing that, that God factor. There's a God factor in everybody that God created in our hearts Mm -hmm. and it's empty our whole lives until we discover the reason, you know? Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's, it's just really like, you know, I don't know. I, I just everyone has a reason to live, right. but they don't always discover that reason. And when you don't have a reason to live, you commit suicide or you you literally like live your life like you're about to die any day. Like in other words, this song by Prince, "Party Like It's
0: 1999." Yeah, big fan. Yeah,
1: I want have... to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go Minnesota. back. <laughs>
0: I want to go back to when you were talking about how you physically went to casinos and talked to women. Um, Did that ever, that kind of, was that ever scary? Did you ever get in trouble like by pimps or anything? Cause you said they're being watched by uh, all the time.
1: Um, Absolutely. I, I was never scared though. It's fun. Like I literally get adrenaline. I'm like, bring it on. Right. Okay. So the reason why I believe I don't get scared is because. I know how pimps think. Like I know what they're thinking, where they're going. Like I know their moves. So if anything, I I would be more scared of someone purchasing me that was bent on killing me. Right? A trick, a John, a Mark, that's what we call them. That was, let's say, a serial killer. That would scare me more you know, cause that's diabolical planning. Not that pimps aren't, but I, I think that, you know, when going down to the strip and meeting with these ladies, it's it, for me, it was really, really a joy, like a joy filled moment. The, the minute that I see, like, I will see a girl sitting at the bar or going up the elevator or walking down a hallway or walk into her car. And I just know like that girl's working. And, you know, that's just a old saying from the past, you know, ladies of the night or that girl. I always think now, oh, that girl, she's being trafficked. Probably she's trafficking herself or she's being trafficked. So I'll just walk up to them and tap them on the shoulder or I'll say, excuse me. And I'll just say right off the bat, hey, uh, I used to be a call girl and I had a trafficker, a pimp, and I thought I I loved him. I thought he loved me. And I just want to let you know that there is so much for you in life that you don't even realize and that you don't really have to be doing this. And here's my card. If you ever want to get away from your trafficker, if you ever want to be free again, if you really want to put your dreams to good use, because you have dreams and I know God given dreams have been put in. And this is just an example of one of the conversations I would have, or if I feel led to even talk like that and start talking about dreams and visions and destinies for each lady, sometimes it's just, Hey, you're beautiful. Um, my name's Annie. I, I just want to let you know that, uh, You know, Easter Sunday's coming up, gonna have church. I don't know if you've ever prayed before, but I felt led to ask you, you wanna come to church? Hey, by the way, I used to be a working girl. I used to be a stripper. I used to be in the sex industry. And then I do my 30 second story. And they're like this. One time, oh my gosh. Okay, by the way, when I do that, their eyes get so big. And usually I get a really good, welcoming and reaction they're like oh my gosh how did you know i was working or wow thanks for sharing and i'll give them the gift i have a gift bag that i give and every time i give it out it's never the same like i could literally put chocolates in it one time i could put a candle in it the other time i could put a whole makeup kit in it if i wanted to or a whole bath and body works kit or i could put like bling in there bling jewelry or anything that i that i would have liked right as a sex industry worker, and I don't even like to say that because I don't like to call sex work work because to me it's not work. It's it's paid rape, basically. But one time this girl, she, she probably was about 17, real pretty girl, walked out of the club and she had like tattoos. And not every trafficking victim looks the same. So when we say, what do trafficking victims look like? Well, the ones I knew. Different. Everybody was different. Some ladies dressed up, some ladies dressed down. Uh, Like, they're never the same. Like, some didn't have tattoos, some did have tattoos, some colored their hair, some didn't wear makeup, some did. Wore high heels, some wore tennis shoes. It didn't matter. Like, like you you can't dress up somebody and say, that's a trafficking victim. No. You just have to have an eye for it and a gut feeling. So I said to her, hey, girl you're so, you know, this, I have a gift for you. And, um, she said, get out my face like that. And I was like, Whoa, she said, B I said, get out my face. And I was like, well, just want to let you know that you're loved and God loves you. That was it. And I, and I tried to give her the gift but She didn't want it. And that's happened before, you know, different, you know, things like FUB or sometimes I'll have you know, victims of trafficking recognize me and say, Oh my gosh, you're that girl. Well, they usually say, Oh my God, you're that hookers for Jesus chick. My pimp told me about you. And I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) well, Hey, you know, sorry about that, but uh, not so sorry. Here's my card. Or I'll say, save my number or just look us up if you need help. Because usually nobody can really forget that name. It's really, really catchy so when they need help, they can just Google me, and boom, there's the number. Just give me a call, and we'll help them in whatever fashion that looks like, and not just with Destiny House, which is what what I established, because there was nowhere nowhere for the victims of trafficking to go in the very beginning. We were the only agency that was doing this at the time that I knew of, and gosh, we've been doing this for a long time. It's, gosh, whoa. Okay, let me think. Sixteen years now, seventeen. Anyway, so all that to say, you know, this is something that uh, I really love doing, and i I don't know if anything else could make me feel more alive. I know there's other things I like. I like to paint, and draw, and do music as well. But to interact with another human being and to help them is like a better high than that, actually.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: I can't explain it. Like I, I love letting people know that they can be free.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's, I think
1: that's what drives me.
0: Can you talk a little bit about destiny house?
1: Of course. So destiny house, you know, let me clarify something too, by the way, I'm going to put on my handy dandy, beautiful pink glasses. Hold on a
0: second,
1: <laughs> okay. mm-hmm, girl. I got different colors. I got every color you want and more, but, um, this is the thing about destiny, right? So, you know, Webster's definition of destiny, right? It's the predetermined or inevitable course of events considered beyond the power or control of people. Wow, some people call it fate, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's see what it talks about. In the Bible, because in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans and thoughts I have for you declares the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it says in Ephesians 2, 10, so we could do the good works and things he planned for us long ago. And then Hebrews 12, 1 says, run with endurance, the race that God. God has set before us. So what God's talking about there is our predetermined plans that he has for us. That's what destiny is. Biblically, it's the predetermined plans God has set out for you. And honestly, if we don't choose that path, those plans will not happen. Okay. They won't happen necessarily. We get to choose. We get to let God speak to us. Direction and then we go. So destiny house is based on. Now, now I wouldn't say that definition per se as much as my one of my sees was the marriage. My last pregnancy actually, and I lost my baby, and I wanted to name my child Destiny. I just love the name. It's so pretty, right? And I felt like if there was a second chance for my baby or any woman out there young girl that needs help out of trafficking we would call it destiny house because it would be it would be the place that so she could raise her head and and do the destiny that god has for her because we would help her get out of trafficking and we would help her heal from complex trauma and emotional trauma and spiritual trauma and physical trauma that she had been through, you know, because it, it trafficking encompasses every ounce in being of the cells of your body, including your brain and your spirituality and your soul. It's every piece of you. And that needs to be made whole again. So Destiny House is a place where ladies can come and dream again without nightmares, discover who they are in God's plan, in Christ's plan for her then develop right cuz we go it says in the bible from glory to glory to glory as we develop as a disciple right mm-hmm. into the perfect destiny that god has originally designed for her so that's what destiny house is and it's a it's a about a year program it can go longer and we actually have phase 2 of our program which is our transitional living that's called the dream house <laughs> So when they get their start, their lives over, they get to dream again. And that is for women that graduate the first program. And the first one is Destiny House. It consists of everything like eating plans, working out, counseling, trauma therapy, trauma group therapy, uh, mental health. There is animal therapy. There is exercising like hiking and activities, artwork. And, you know, a lot of self-discovery. A, a lot of getting to know who God is. We don't force it, but we are a Christian-based, faith-based program. So we give ladies choices of what track they want to be on, and all of them usually pick, you know, what we offer, and that is that spiritual healing path. And so it is a safe haven. It is a, a, a beautiful place where ladies can come and just be themselves and learn about their past and how to turn around for good. So Romans 8, 28 and to use their past as a tool uh, as for good rather than a tool for evil to hold it against themselves rest of their lives. Right. We all know that uh, the entire Bible is made up of stories of people that messed up. So I always encourage the, the ladies. I'm like, look, our whole Bible is with a bunch of, People that messed up really bad. I mean, come on. Moses was a murderer, right? We got Rahab in there. She lied. I mean, she lied to the evil king, which is totally justified as far as I'm concerned, okay? Because she didn't want the spies to get killed, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about Peter and how much of a liar he was to Jesus. I'll never, ever do that to you, Lord. He goes, oh, but Peter, I assure you, (laughs) once that crow or once that uh, hen crows or the, the rooster crows, you are going to be found out to be a liar. So it's like, listen, you know, and Paul, Paul said, I am the top of the dung pile. He said, he said, out of all the sinners, I'm the chief one. Like I've done the, like Paul was murdering and hunting down Christians, burning. I mean, come on girl, getting out decrees and laws against them to hunt them down. I mean, he had a list of them. Let's go hunt them down and mm-hmm. look at him. He like totally radically changed his life for a vision and an, uh, an experience with Jesus that he had. Jesus unblinded him, blinded him and then bl- and unblinded him. It was beautiful. That whole story is beautiful. So I, we, we try to teach the girls that look, just because you were abused severely and tortured and trafficked does not mean God cannot use this. He will use it and you will see the beautiful and the the freedom and the just the the joy that will come out of your experience once you understand you know why you went through what you went through and even if you don't understand why you went through i mean cuz some people will get mad at god and say well it's god's fault well actually it's not god's fault men and women are sin sinners right i mean they choose bad things traffickers choose to do bad and you got trafficked because of someone else's bad choice right
0: Right. So when you decided to follow Jesus, you said you um had overdosed and then that's when you started. Like what made you decide? Like what? I mean, I already knew Jesus. Back?
1: Right. I, you know, that's the thing. Like I, this is the thing. I love the teacher about the sower and the, the teaching about the sower and the seeds. So Jesus talked about, you know, a sower went out to sow seed. (laughs) It's just so basic, right? And he threw it on the the path, and then he threw it on the rocks. Uh, You know, and it's like the birds came and ate it up. The sun came and dried it up, and then it said, you know, he put it in the rocks and the the. The vines came and the, the, the thorns and it choked out the plant. and But then the seed fell on the good ground and it returned a hundredfold. And girl, I was like, when I read that, and actually, to be honest with you, I read the full New Testament for the first time all the way through when I was being trafficked. Does that sound insane to you? Wow. I was in Italy and I read it and girl... I sat in that trailer. I was with one of my traffickers and he was a dancer, believe it or not. He was in a show over in Italy and I was with him on the trip. We were there for three months and we were living off my money, by the way. (laughs) Uh, And I, I sat there in that trailer. I brought my Gideon Bible. Someone gave me a Gideon Bible when I was 18 and it was red. And I still have it to this day. And I brought, brought it with me and I read the new Testament I literally had like 10 pairs of shades taken off my eyes. I read that sower in the seed passage and I was like, whoa, I've lived every single soil type and I've never been the seed or the soil that, you know, and a lot of people say, what do you mean by that sower in the seed? So a lot of people don't understand what that means. So this, Jesus explains it later, but the seed, is the word of God. Right. And it's, we're the soil. Our heart is the soil. Right. When your heart is hard, the seed is just going to bounce off. Right. When it's like semi hard and not really fully hard. And maybe it goes in a tiny bit. I mean, Jesus said to himself, you'll get joyful for a little while, but it won't go deep enough because when you get tested, when your faith is shook when you feel like your life isn't fair and you can't take it, either we're going to choose the wrong path or the right path, the path of faith and trusting God or the path of, I'm going to trust myself and make it happen. And that's what I did so many more times. said. Than I could count. I did that. I chose bad things, right? I love the fact that we have free will. When, when you have free will, you can make bad things happen, unfortunately, um, if you don't have the wisdom of God inside your heart. So when I read that, that story in the Bible, I cried and I cried because I realized that I was all those types of soil except for the soil that returned a hundredfold. And I was like, Lord, I get gardening, by the way. Like I grew up with gardening and we had land when I was growing up in Wisconsin And we grew really big, like corn and radishes, potatoes. I remember kicking off the potato bugs and just, we grew a lot of like tomatoes. And so I always had to weed the garden and I know what it takes to make a plant grow really tall. Like my dad had this secret sauce, you know, he knew how to fertilize. We had chicken, a chicken coop. So girl, the best fertilizer is chicken poo, right? (laughs) And so it makes things grow. It's crazy. But all that to say, it's like I prayed and I never forget that because I prayed in that little trailer and I said, God, please, I was begging the Lord to get me out of my situation. And even though it didn't happen right away, girl, he got me out of it. But he asked me to be part of that solution. He asked me, if you trust me, I'll get you out. When you hear me say, leave, I want you to leave. When you hear me say, pack, Pack your stuff or stash money, do it. And I did. I started being obedient to that voice in my head, even though I was still, now remember, fully still a call girl turning tricks, but yet God was speaking to me. You know, I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was a little girl, when I was four or five. I truly believe he never left me. So once Jesus encounters your soul. And even if it's a fleeting moment of a day or two or 10 days or 10 months or 10 years, he never leaves you. Like even if you feel joy just for an hour and all of a sudden you're back to your craziness, you know what? He came inside of you and he is living in you. And so we have to be obedient and activate that voice inside of us by allowing him to reign in our soul. When we don't, I mean, that's that fight between good and evil inside of our conscience. Like, are you going to choose the right thing? Are you going to wake up? Are you going to see the truth from the lie? Are you going to pick me instead of the world? You know, so, I mean, literally that was, uh, I forgot the question you just asked me, by the way
0: what did you ask me? (laughs) Um, what did I ask you? I
1: don't know. Cause I'm going off on rabbit trails today, man. That's okay.
0: I love (laughs) everything you're saying. I think it has, um, a lot of good information. I think it's very moving. Um, I am hoping
1: that I'm helping someone out there because they probably need to hear this. Maybe they're stuck in the industry or they're thinking about, especially with the COVID there's so many people getting into the sex industry girl online doing videos, showing their body, having sex online, being paid as maybe they don't get touched, you know, physically, Mm -hmm. but through the camera, they're selling themselves. Yeah. That can't be good. Okay. But there is people being trafficked too, as well. You know, they're meeting up with new people that they don't think are traffickers, but they're actually about to traffic them. So it's rampant right now.
0: Yeah. So I have a couple ending questions. Okay. Um, One of them being what would you say to someone? So you were saying like how police officers and like how people that worked, um, they're supposed to protect you or anyone just really, they may have a hard heart towards people that are in that industry. And I see it as like, they need help and they, maybe they don't realize it. Or some people may just, you know, say, Oh, they're a hooker. They're, you know, whatever, call them right. names. Absolutely. What would you say to them? What kind of information could you give them <clears throat> that, um, make them realize what's going on. So
1: here's what's really, really crazy is the fact that one of the police officers that um I knew, he's on our board of directors now. I really think that right now the awareness is way better than it's been. Well when I first started doing this or when I first got trafficked, there was an attitude. It was like, oh yeah, she's a hoe. I mean, it was terrible. So I do have to say, I commend and praise the service people, the hotels. I just trained the hospital uh, about trauma-informed care. It was awesome. A big, major hospital chain. And um, they're learning now, the police. And if anyone did not know, what would I say to them now? You're asking me that, right? And if they were just uninformed and ignorant, right? So... I would always, and which I've done this and say, Hey, listen, you don't know the reason why that person or why I was selling myself or why I had a trafficker or a, I I call them, you know, shadow people. Like they're in the background, but nobody really sees them, but they're there. It's obvious, but they're controlling us. Um, and why there's abuse. And maybe if you, you, you ask me, what happened to me and not, why are you doing this? Just ask me what happened to me before this, before this incident happened of me being sold or being solicited, right? From a a trick with a John and everything else like that. And if you could just look beyond what I'm doing and understand that, you know, I'm a broken person, and that the people that are being sold are usually very vulnerable population. They are the homeless population. They are, you know, women and children, men and and boys that have been abused. They have been foster cared. Maybe, Uh, maybe they only had one parent in the household. Maybe their own family has been sexually abusing them. Maybe a neighborhood abused them and they just, they've got trauma. And so I would really tell that person, you need to get educated first of all. And I would probably get pretty sassy with them, but then I would go ahead and tell them, Hey, listen, I'm going to share my story with you in one minute. And it's this, this is what happened to me. Now, my background and the reason why I got, let's pretend you're that person right now, Janessa, right? Mm So, uh, Mr. Or Mrs. Police officer or security guard or hotel executive or, um, Air flight attendant, right? I'm just pretending that you don't know. You shouldn't judge me because everyone has a past. And if you knew my background, you would understand why I actually got into the sex industry. And it really wasn't my choice. It was vulnerability. I didn't know who I was. I thought nobody loved me. I was desperate and I was raped as a child. And I was angry at men. So I thought getting power and control over them by getting their money could somehow heal me, but it didn't. And I ended up being completely abused by a trafficker and he took all of my money and beat me. And so if you think these ladies enjoy this, you're highly mistaken. You're highly, highly uninformed and you need to get educated.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Hold on. I'm so sorry. That's a, our landline never, never, ever rings and it's flipping ringing today.
0: Go ahead. Like, you want shut answer up. It. Oh, do you need to answer it? No. Okay. Nobody
1: has this number. <laughs> so just you can just leave it on there. It's kind of funny actually. Okay.
0: <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> All right. Um another question I have is if there is a a woman or a man that is listening to this that is you know, say they're selling their body through camera or they're, um, sh- starting to realize like, oh, I'm being sex traffic. Maybe they don't realize it. Or maybe they do realize it. Um, what's one thing you would say to them to start getting out? Like what's one thing they could do yeah. right now?
1: The the first thought is, is that you're listening to this right now. I'm so proud of you. And this takes a lot of courage to to go all the way through this entire episode and listen to what's happened to me because you, you know, that takes a lot of courage. Secondly, do you know you're being trafficked? Here's the signs. This person's isolating you. They're not letting you see your family or friends. They've got your identification, possibly. They've got your birth certificate. They, they, they don't let you have your own bank account. And if they do, it's only 20 bucks or a hundred bucks in there. All, your money's going to them. They're controlling your every move. Okay. You think they love you, but yet when you get out of line, they threaten you or they've already hit you before. And they tell you, well, if you don't get online, I'll never do it again. So I want to ask you, are you being trafficked? Are you being controlled? It's anytime you're being coerced, which means you're forced to do something. Force, fraud, coercion. Coercion also is, they're lying to you about conditions and how things are actually going to be. And they keep saying, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. But every time you think it's going to get better, they keep dangling this carrot. It keeps getting worse. You keep getting treated worse. You, you, you are seeing less and less of your family and your friends that you thought you'd never lose touch with. And so I'm going to ask you right now, are you being trafficked right now? So if you are, this is what I would say. There's numbers you can call. There's the human trafficking hotline. You can call us. Our number is 702-883-5155. I'm going to say it again. Write this down. Put it in your phone and put a fake name by it. 702-883-5155. Call us, text us. We will help you get resources wherever you're at in the country or the world and we'll help you get out. But also, um, the last thing I wanted to say was there's hope for you. This is not the end. You are going to get better. You are going to get out of this, that God has a plan for your life, that Jesus loves you so much more than you can understand or imagine. and. He does not desire for you to be used, abused, and discarded and tossed over like a piece of meat or like an old coffee cup in the garbage. He loves you and has a beautiful plan for your life. And it's an awesome plan that you can't even fathom. And if you would just trust, he's going to make a way for you where it seems like there's no way. It's
0: beautiful. And last question, Annie. Um, how can people, it's, it's a two question. How can people contribute to hookers for Jesus and how can people find you?
1: So it's really easy. They just go to, to donate. It's hookers like fish and you spell it out. dot S.net. Click on donate. You can donate through Stripe or PayPal. And that's how you get in touch with us as well. You just go to our website or you can find us on Facebook. You can find me, Annie LoBear, on Facebook as well, Instagram. And we have also Twitter, which is kind of fun because I, I like to talk to people on Twitter because that's really fun, by the way, to talk. To. It's like you're texting somebody, even though it's completely public. So we're on there as Annie Lobert and Hookers for Jesus. And then also don't forget... Actually, let me grab it. Can I grab it really fast? Yeah, absolutely. My book. A lot of people might not know this, but I wrote a book and does it look like me?
0: <laughs> it's it when does. my hair was
1: blonde, but this is, this was my name in the industry. It's called Fallen. out of the sex industry and into the arms of the savior. I had a, a different name because I never wanted anyone to know my real name as, as a call girl, but I uh, wrote this book about my life and, uh, it's, I'm telling you it's deep. Okay. And it'll teach you all about trafficking. This movie or this book reads like a movie. Basically. A lot of people tell me once they start reading it, they cannot put it down. It's like, so like draws you in. So maybe it's cause I'm, you know, kind of a good writer. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you are. If you have a book. It's cause
1: I talk too much too. <laughs> but i i love it i mean this is like just say for instance like like literally i i had brian had welch read this book and loved it so and then lisa revere and, and sheila walsh and a bunch of other people so i i just this book has set a lot of people free so if you don't understand trafficking please read my story go to amazon it's on amazon and uh it's also i believe on barnes and noble site it's on uh Goodreads, and I think you can get it at Walmart as well. It's in Spanish. Oh. Spanish. Yeah, I have it in Spanish, so if you know someone that needs it, that's, that lives in South America, Venezuela, or Mexico, or someone that's here in America that speaks, uh, you know, broken English, give it to them in Spanish. They'll they'll understand it a lot better. I had a lady that translated it that's absolutely phenomenal. She, I, I think she actually was from Venezuela, but she, is excellent uh, communicator, and I couldn't tell you an ounce of what anything means in Spanish, but uh, maybe just a couple things like hello and goodbye and good and bad and stuff like that. And female and male. <laughs> so
0: reason- my husband's, my Go husband's
1: ahead. Richard, Richard Martinez, by the way, and Oz Fox from the band Striper.
0: Okay. Um, so the reason you got it in Spanish, are there a lot, did you see a lot of women that were, that spoke Spanish while you were like, do you think,
1: yeah. I mean, but no, that's not the reason why I did that. I, I, my, my, my publishing company wanted it. Oh, okay. and, and I was like, okay, sounds good to me. Some people read it that were Spanish, um, that loved it. And they were like, we need to get this translated. This is legit. And so that's what happened, oh, okay. you know? It's really cool because I had some speaking gigs in Mexico, but they got canceled because of COVID. Mm. But also, my husband didn't want me to go by myself. (laughs) Yeah. But I spoke in Puerto Rico and I spoke down in Costa Rica. And I actually had a speaking tour down um, in South America that got canceled, too. Mm. But yeah, it is what it is. So I, I speak, by the way, too. So if anyone wants to hire me for a gig, you can. You know, I can speak on any topic, by the way, because I love to share about trafficking. But I think more importantly, the spiritual and soulful aspect of it and the healing process that happens because most trafficking victims develop trauma and complex trauma, PTSD. And I've learned how to heal from that. It's been a long, long journey, but that's what we teach the girls at Destiny House as well. Mm
0: -hmm. So. It sounds yeah. like God is uh, really working for you.
1: He is. Oh, and don't forget Annie's pink chair. Yes. Yeah, I love pink. You can't tell, can you? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's my color. It's my power color. So I literally have a studio with Ctn, and they allow me to have a show there. And they're the ones who actually asked me to do it. I didn't. I didn't just decide to have a show one day and go. Oh, I'm gonna have my own show nope that just like the other things i filmed on television i literally got invited to that just like the today show uh, 2020 you know nightline all that like nbc msnbc fox Yeah, you know, i've been on fox news a couple times uh it and not locally but nationally because they invited me i never advertised myself i wonder if i would have hmm. it's okay but yeah annie's pink chair Yes, it's yes. a fun show. It's fun. I have a lot of different guests on there. I got some really fun ones coming up this next month. I'm so excited. So yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm excited too because I definitely I listen to it on iTunes. So yeah, thank That's you. Do, how do you
1: how do you like it? I mean, do you is it boring or is it
0: no not at know? all boring? I don't think you could be boring. <laughs> really? You, no, I do not <laughs> think you could be boring. You have like very strong energy. Like you have a lot of energy, Um and you can talk about anything clearly like you and you have a lot of great stories and you're very interesting. Um, and you're doing a lot of great eh? stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're doing so many great stuff and it's clear, like God has put you to work and you are doing it and it's amazing and awesome. And thank you. I'm really, really happy that you have come on the podcast. Um, and I don't have any more questions. Is there anything else you'd like to add or?
1: Oh, you know, I, I wanted to just give everyone just like a little update. We have 13 beds at destiny house and we grew um, a couple weeks ago. So now we added three, we have an apartment on the, on the premises cause we have a larger property. So we added three apartments. It's so fun. They're brand new. It's gorgeous. Like I am so excited. Um, so yeah, we, we are taking clients and there's a waiting list, but, If you can get in now, if you're getting out of the industry and you need a safe place to lay your head for a little while, look us up and and contact us. We'll help you. And if you don't want to be in Destiny House, we can find you another place, another program. We work with a lot of different programs across the United States and other countries. So please give us a call. And uh, again, uh, we just want to thank everyone for listening today and everyone that supports us and prays for us because we need all the prayers and support that we can get. Again, nonprofit work is not easy. I have more than 20 employees right now. I never thought I would be a CEO, executive director. I mean, come on, girl. It's crazy, but I am a boss woman. Mm -hmm. And uh I love what I do. You know, so if it's to help humankind, that is my whole mantra. My passion is to help other humans become better humans and to be free in their souls and their spirit. So that's my my main, you know, reason why I'm here on the earth is to illuminate paths for people and help them get out of the slavery and chains that their minds in and their bodies are in. Hey, that more power to it. You know, human trafficking is real. It's in our own backyards. It's in your next door neighbor. Sometimes it's right in front of your face. Sometimes be aware, get educated. If I could say anything to anyone, get educated and do something. And listen, don't start your own nonprofit unless you really feel led, try to support the ones that are already here so that we can, fully be sustained and continue to do the work we are doing and grow. Like when you start your own thing, it's not bad, but it's not good. It's like, if we start too many different things with too many different messages, we can't help the same amount of people. Mm -hmm. I believe we can grow each agency and all learn from each other and work together. That's the better model. We need to all work together. So help the ones that are already here, please. And by the way, survivor led, Please donate to survivor led first before you just donate to some organization that's helping trafficking. We, we, us survivors really need your support. A lot of people don't trust us and believe us. And I don't know why, but we need that type of support right now. We're the ones that have been through it and we know how to get better. So if I could say anything, that would be it.
0: (laughs) All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Annie. I really enjoyed talking
1: to you. Yeah, you too. It's nice to meet you today and hang out with you.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to Annie and I talk. I think her story is extremely interesting. It's amazing what Jesus can do. And I hope you learned a lot about human sex trafficking and how you can help out. And if you enjoyed, please leave a review. I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you.